0: This is WCW Rewritten, and I am Dominic D'Angelo of WrestleZone.com, and I am here with my degenerate brother, the powers that be himself, Mr. Marcus D'Angelo. Marcus, here it is, WCW Rewritten, episode 16.
1: Dom, we're back again. It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) Yes, and we are are covering the Nitro after Uncensored 1998.
1: Uh, Just so you guys know, this uh, particular Nitro took place Boardwalk Beach Resorts, Club La Vila, uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. I really wish I had looked that up beforehand because I probably would have like used the swimming pool to some capacity. Um, but hey, we're here. Dominic, I think that this is the infamous night where uh, Hall and Nash showed up absolutely loaded. They were loaded. Um, yeah, this is the Panama Beach uh, night, Club La Vila, uh, where they came out in their matching Hawaiian suits. Wow. Yeah. Marcus,
0: I was an idiot, just a
1: fucking moron here. Oh. <laughs> that's what happened. What
0: happened? So I had windows open and I thought it was uh, Facebook that was giving the reverberation. Like we were live on Facebook. And then I thought, like, so I had the Facebook window open. I also had Twitter open. Uh, did not know I had YouTube open on our channel. So therefore,
1: it was just reverberating through my computer. Unbelievable. And so that's what happened. Unbelievable. Um, well, here's what actually happened. Goldberg defeated Lodi on this episode. Uh, Lodi was there with every member of the the flock, and Goldberg pulled out the win, of course. Ultimo Dragon defeated Fit Finley. Scott Norton, with Buff Bagwell, vicious and delicious, defeated Chris <laughs> Adams. Uh, Jim Knightheart and the British Bulldog defeated Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom. Raven, uh, with Van Hammer, R- Kidman, Riggs, and Saturn defeated Chris Benoit. Um, In a WCW United States title number one contendership match, the Cat defeated Eugene Nagata. Scott Steiner defeated Ray Trailer. Booker T defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr. um, to retain his uh, television championship. Uh, DDP defeated Reese to retain the WCW U.S. title. Juventus Guerrero defeated Chris Jericho by DQ in a WCW Cruiserweight Championship match. And in the main event, Lex Luger and Sting defeated Hollywood Hogan and Randy Savage with Eric Bischoff and Miss Elizabeth by DQ, a classic uh, late 90s DQ main event finish, <laughs> They never did that. <laughs> uh, so now that that's out of the way, uh, do you have anything to say, Dom, before I get into, get into my version of this event? Uh, did
0: you tell people what happened in the main event of Uncensored?
1: Well, I should probably... Uh, go ahead, Dom.
0: You, you fill people in. All right, so Marcus had a cage match at Uncensored 1998, just like they had a cage match at the actual Uncensored. But instead of Randy Savage being in the cage, and instead of Hogan being the champion, it was Sting as the champion. Well, I'm sorry, Hogan wasn't the champion. This is just a straight up grudge match. So uh, it was actually Sting defending his WCW title instead of against Scott Hall, like it originally happened. He was defending against Hulk Hogan in the cage match. and so uh, we had the match. Sting was looking good. Everything the cage was looking shitty. Everything was copacetic as far as WCW standards go. Until who comes out, but Sid Vicious, to interrupt the whole festivities, pulling that shitty cage off its mesh, and then pulling, pulling the door off the shitty, pulling cage. the doors off the shitty cage, and then attacking Sting and therein ending his title reign. Marcus, I don't know how I feel, feel about Sid in WCW. Just, I kind of compared him, his entrance into WCW as starting with a downfall in certain ways for me.
1: Hey Dom, like it or not, uh, Sid had a, a lot of name equity at this point. Uh, a year ago at this time, uh, or at least very close, uh, he was the WWF champion. Um, Actually, I think it was a year ago at this time. He was the WWF champion. So, I mean, the, so he passes the the airport test. He looks like a million bucks. Is he the best worker in the world? No. Does he love softball more than wrestling? Yep. But he is undeniable in, in the amount of equity that he has. Listen, at this point.
0: I like Sid as, like, kind of, like, who he is in, in the wrestling industry. Like, I just like the idea of, of him. But him, like... As like a main eventer and somebody that's, I don't know, I almost see he's like the, he's like the, well, no, Braun Strowman's like the modern day version of him, I would say, because. Boy, what a
1: comparison.
0: You go, he's out of WF, W E at this time, gets released. Uh, I don't know how much he fits into the uh, program of uh, All Elite Wrestling. I don't extra. know
1: if if I'm starting a pro- if I'm starting a promotion and it's late 19 or it's early 1998 and Sid's on the market, I'm scooping his big ass up. Well, I'll Marcus, uh, I think you got some work to do, and uh, you got you, you made you
0: you, <laughs> you created the monster. Now you must kill it.
1: Amen. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll I'll get this thing over, and uh, I'll prove it. Let's jump in here.
0: All right. Um, all right. So Marcus, how did you rewrite this episode of WCW Nitro?
1: WCW Monday Nitro 316, 1998. We open Nitro with chaos as we find Bret Hart laid out in the parking lot in his street clothes. Beside him is a car with a giant dent in the front fender. The car is still running and the driver's side door is open, indicating that whoever hit Hart immediately fled the scene. Bret is conscious but favoring his ribs. The British Bulldogs arrives on the scene in street clothes with medical staff, and they attend to Hart as we head to the Nitro opening. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, man. Uh, Nate Johnson saying, Team Madness. Come on now, Dom. Sid was a part of that greatest faction of all time. was Team Madness. Uh, Unbelievable faction. Nate Johnson. Thanks for jumping in there. Um, All right. After the greatest opening in the history of television is finished, uh, which, by the way, it is Kevin Davis. Thanks for joining us, man. We're doing well. How are you? um after the greatest opener in the history of pro wrestling uh we joined shivani Tanay and Larry abisco in the arena and uh and actually it's not a, an arena i should have looked up the location beforehand dude it's spring break we're club la Vila, baby what what that's right that's wow. what i was trying to tell you this was the event where hall and nash were wasted oh so this is when Hawaiian hall jumped through. into the pool and
0: then he got suspended right kevin still... nash
1: jumped in the pool scott that's hall got right. choke slammed into Choked the pool.
0: slam that's right that's right yep wow i remember watching that i vividly remember watching that and
1: being like uh what's going to happen with hall <laughs> he was we're, we're club la villa baby Woo! Uh, yeah they they tell a hilarious story about their trip to this event i'm not going to filibuster too much because we got a lot to get through here well but to give a little detail they hall and nash rented a, a sebring convertible and they drove like some absurd amount of miles like 200 miles or something all the way to this event they were just drinking beer the whole way down um they on the way they bought those stupid uh, hawaiian shirts and like matching flip-flops and stuff and by the time they got there they were just completely shit-housed and Eric Bischoff was saw them. Bischoff was doing some cookout as they arrived and they're running to get to Hulk Hogan's trailer <laughs> so that they can uh finish if they sit down and they're with Hogan, Bischoff isn't gonna yell at Hogan for having a beer. So they're like, we just gotta get to Hogan. It's it's like the safe spot. So they're running and Bischoff is yelling at them to stop and they just keep running <laughs> and they get to Hogan's trailer off rips open the door and they're there. Uh drinking with Hogan. And Nash, uh, he's just like, eh, look, Hulk is right there. Um <laughs> got uh, my Miller's just, dude. Just hilarious. Uh a book, a Book Wilson in a bikini. Um, and Nesha, thank you for joining us. Hey, we're 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 glad to have everybody here. Let's jump into this some bitch. Yep. Um, all right. So, uh, we do ju- we join Larry Zabisco and uh, and Shivani reacts with, with shock and disgust regarding what we just saw with Brett the Hitman Hard out there in the uh, Club La Vila parking lot. He tells us that we will update as they learn more about his condition. Mm. Um, all right. Oh, shit. Nesha, not a fan of Bischoff, she's calling him bitch off. Oh, no. Uh, I, I got to tell you I hated him as a kid at this point but now that I've gotten older I can really appreciate Eric Bischoff as right. a dude. Yeah. I interviewed uh, him that
0: show it was really good. It was a really good interview. Yeah, he um, was
1: really polite and kind to uh to Dominic. I I think the
0: dude gets a bad rep. It was a good it was a good episode. A very good episode.
1: So All right, okay. uh, Shivani then throws to the stills of the finished hunt since 1998 wherein Sting has Hogan locked in the scorpion but Sid rips the door off the cage and attacks Sting securing the WCW World Heavyweight title for Hollywood Hogan yet again. Today asks us what this could mean for WCW, and Larry speculates that it means that the NWO just got that much stronger. Oh, boy. Juventud Guerrero comes out for the opener. Shivani takes us back to last night at Uncensored, where Juve lost his cruiserweight title to Chris Jericho and tells us that Juve has decided to get back to basics and earn his way back into the title picture. His opponent tonight is Billy Kidman, who comes out alone.
0: What? Billy Kidman alone?
1: Yeah, he's coming out. He doesn't need his members of Flock Dominic. He's it's it's just Hoovy. He's gonna come out there and scuffle. Um mm,
0: okay.
1: All right. I'm giving fifteen minutes to these two, and I'm sure we can all picture how well they would uh, have delivered in this match. Uh Kidman will surprisingly dominate the majority of the match. Uh really showing what he has to offer as a pro wrestler despite his size. He was he was the shit, man. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, we all know how awesome Kidman was. Ultimately, however, Hoovy's gonna drop him with the Hoovy driver after he misses the seven year rich uh before finally putting him away with the four fifty splash.
0: Marcus, did you see that clip I sent of you? I think it was Hoovy trying to flip on AJ Styles. Yeah, it was,
1: it was something else.
0: That was and he like he kind of botched it, but then he just landed on his feet like
1: he meant to do it. He made it look very smooth, yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: it was a pretty neat yeah. gift.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. see, I, I was wondering if he did mean to do it because AJ Styles moved and it was like, oh, okay, I'll just oh, hit the maybe. rope. And, yeah, I don't know. Either way, it looked awesome. Um, all right, so after the match, Hoovy's going to celebrate, but when he turns around, Kidman will be up on his feet and the two are going to have a stare down. Hoovy will then extend his hand in, in a sign of respect. Just as Kidman is looking like he's about to shake it, uh, juice his hand, uh, Saturn, Riggs, Canyon, and Raven will jump him from behind. All the members of the flock will give Hoovy a beatdown, but when Canyon Flicks open his Zippo and starts teasing setting Hoovie's hair on fire, DDP, Booker T, and Mongo are going oh. up, down to the ring to put a stop to it. They check in on Hoovy after the members of the flock bail out of the ring, and we go to a commercial.
0: Ew, I like it. I like it.
1: Hey, Amen. He just had to protect the juice. Nesha's saying, "What kind of juice is he drinking? Whatever it is, it's probably got gin in it." Nesha. That's Heavy my duties. ninety ten might be jungle juice. juice. It's jungle juice. <laughs> All right. When we return, Goldberg is making his way to the ring. Dong. Dom. I called you Dong. Call dong. Uh, so oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, apologies. That's a Jim Hurt uh, gaffe right there. Uh, (laughs) the ding dongs um his opponent tonight is rick martell of runway royalty dom Uh, (laughs) martell is going to come out with alex Wright, and they do their usual runway model shtick and subsequent posing for the cameras once they reach the ring Danae has reminded us that goldberg has earned a shot at the u.s title by having defeated buff bagwell at uncensored but when will goldberg receive this title opportunity dominic when uh when do i gotta beat me gene uh no, you don't. Okay. Uh, he you weren't even listening to me, were you? No, I'm yeah, sorry. Mean, mean Gene is not the ring right now, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to balance. I'm like trying to find where Dusty is because he was in oh, my chair earlier. This, this, this fucking guy. Who wants who wants to be a co-host? <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Keep going. Who
1: wants to be a co-host for this <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, Martel's going to jump Goldberg and start uh, to start things off after taking after a few takedowns and cocky moments by Martel, which was like kind of a signature. Uh, he'll shoot Bill off to the ropes. Wright will be on the apron and he'll nail Goldberg with a stiff forearm to the back of the head as he hits the ropes. Bill's going to shake it off and thrust kick the living dog shit out of Alex Wright to the floor to a big pop. Uh Martel, who will have been di- trying to distract the ref so his partner could get that moment in, uh, he's going to see what happened. And when he, he kind of moves the ref off to the side to head toward Bill, he's going to get the shit speared out of him. <laughs> Uh, Bill's going to hoist him up for the jackhammer. Shivani goes nuts, and uh, this is going to be over. I'll tell you what, Dominic, part of what got Goldberg over in this era, too, was uh, Shivani constantly going fucking insane every time he would spear somebody yeah. Oh, yeah. and then hoist him up for the jackhammer. Bobby
0: Heenan was great at it, too, like just like really laying the man and all that stuff. It was awesome. Like you they uh, you're right, Marcus. I like never really kind of considered that, but they really helped elevate the stakes for gold. Oh,
1: no question about it. Like their reactions to him, it kind of made him feel big time before he was big time. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so.
0: Like a guy like Bobby Heenan, an established dude like Bobby Heenan, that's been like a constant heel. And like, you know, like in Bobby Heenan. You know, even at that point, sure, he was like, he hated Hogan, who was a bad guy. But you kind of always had the heel impression of Bobby Heenan.
1: So if he were putting over Goldberg, that really means that. Yeah, you're like, man, this guy's really got something. This guy's Dominic, really got something. And Dominic, cue up your uh, your Mean Gene segment. Right. About the interview Goldberg. Uh, in the meantime, Nesha's saying Buff is the stuff. And she met him before. Um, and he was really nice. Uh, Dominic did an interview with him. I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the podcast. But it was a really good interview. Buff was super cool, very informative. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about him since he, uh, was arrested recently, but I hope he's doing well.
0: Hope he's doing all right. It, it was just bad situation going on, you know, he hopefully gets everything sorted out for himself and, you know, uh,
1: get some help, you know, all, all right. right. After the match, me and Gene will come down to the ring to talk to Bill in front of the crowd. All right. Bill Goldberg, another impressive showing
0: for you here tonight. As per JJ Dylan's Dillon, stipulation, you have earned yourself a shot at the U S title. It seems that the NWO's Brian Clark is next. So the only question that remains is, when will you take your title shot?
1: Before Bill has a moment to respond, the NWO music hits, and out comes Eric Bischoff with a mic of his own. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just wait a minute now. J.J. Dillon may have made the stipulation, set Goldberg up for success, but in case anybody's forgot, everybody's forgotten, nobody in WCW has more stroke than me, okay? The crowd boos. Goldberg, you'll get your shot but you'll get it when I say you can have it. Is that understood? And what I say is this. You can have your shot at Brian Clark's U.S. championship at Spring Stampede on April 19th. But before we get there, boy, do I have some fun in store for you. And the fun begins next week right here on Nitro, where you're slated to take on one half of the NWO World Tag Team Champions, Mr. Brian Adams. So we'll see how frisky you're feeling after that, huh, Bill? Enjoy the rest of your night. The crowd boos as we go backstage for the next segment. Dominic, I tried to encapsulate the uh, smarmy Eric Bischoff. Hopefully I did it justice because he was a great character. He was great. Yeah, I think the only thing you could
0: add at the end is he's just like, just remember I love every, each, and one (laughs) of you.
1: You're right. You're right. (laughs) Damn it. Um. All right, uh, so we're on to the uh, next segment. Backstage, we find Tully Blanchard and Dean Malenko in ring gear walking down a hallway with determined looks on their faces. Behind them are the other members of the gold standard, including Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Stephen Regal, and Arne Anderson. Shivani tells us that when we return, we'll see Tully and Dean in action. When we return from the break, the faces of fear will be headed down to the ring where Tully and Dean wait for them with the rest of the members of the gold standard outside the ring. Tony will tell us the gold standard has made it clear that they plan to always run in a group to even the odds against faction like the Wolfpack and the NWO. Tully and Dean are going to be featured big time in this match. Uh, the faces of fear are going to do their usual strong guy, no selling kind of stuff, but the technical work of Blanchard and Malenko is just going to be too much for them. Um, Dean is going to get the win here. Uh, I feel like we need to get Dean over a little bit more. Uh, Tully's had some pretty notable wins so far. So let's get Dean the win. And he's going to get it in convincing fashion, locking Barbarian in the Texas Cloverleaf until Barbarian passes out. and The ref does the old drop the hand three times shtick. That's getting him over heavy. No, uh, dude, I'm not fucking around with Dean Malenko. (laughs) The Iceman's laying it in. Uh, none of the members of the gold standard will interfere at all over the course of this entire match. So evidently they're only there to act as protection. They're, they're on the level. They just want to protect their guys. Ric Flair will grab the mic following the match. All right. Oh, though. That's me. That's me. That's you. That, that's your cue. That's that's your she's, cue bro. For it. she's, she's saying woo. Yep. All right.
2: What you all just saw, there was the greatest tag team in professional wrestling bar none. You know, myself and the gold standard have been uh, talking it over. We think it's damn time that the gold standard got some gold around their waist. Hogan, you better believe that I haven't forgotten about you or your idiot friend Brian Clark and the gold you both have around your waist. But first, I want the greatest tag team in the world to get a shot that they rightfully deserve. Brian Adams and Scott Norton, if you two have any guts at all, you'll put your titles on the line against Tully and Dean and let the chips fall where they may. Woo!
1: Not bad, Dom. Not bad all right. at all. All right, that was pretty good. You could he uh, slow it down a little bit, though. Come on, that was now. too quick. Okay, you were you were fucking burning out. through it.
0: I'll pace it out.
1: Uh, <laughs> Nesha, she's gonna she's gonna do our Hulk Hogan for us. She's ready for that. Uh, Dom, ready or not, by the Fugees starts to play. And food? Fuge-
0: we... Fuge- oh, you got it right. You got it right.
1: No, it's the Fujies, like refugees. Fugees. Yeah. Fugees.
0: Fujies. It's the Fugees.
1: Fugees. I. Oh, boy. Somebody weigh in on this. Um, and uh, we get all the members of the Wolfpack coming out of, of the entryway. Scott Hall and Kevin Nasher, uh, front and center were six. Hennig, Conan, and Rude all behind them. Scott has the mic. Hey, yo. Did I just hear that banana nose washed up jabroni? Ric Flair say that his group had the greatest tag team in wrestling. Because last time I checked, me and Big Kev have been dominating the tag team division for two years and nobody has ever outdone us. If anybody deserves a shot at those belts, it's the outsiders. Ric Flair goes next.
2: Hall, huh? not only are you Tully and Dean both head and shoulders better than you and on that sasquatch you call a head, but man- oh,
1: no. uh, Come on, what the fuck I are you, did you are, here? You are butchering One this. One second. I'm going <laughs> to start over. <clears throat> Pause for edit.
2: Hall. <laughs> huh. Not only are you Dean both head and shoulders better than you and that Sasquatch you call a friend, but man to man, every single damn member of the gold standard is better than each and every one of you standing up there. If you don't believe us, why don't you come down here and we can prove it here and now in front of all these people.
1: Hall and his group fire up and the crowd gets whipped into a frenzy. Just as it looks like the two groups are about to clash, we hear J.J. Dillon over the house, Mike. Wait a minute, gentlemen. Wait uh
0: Hey, happy birthday, JJ Dillon, By the way, ah, birthday. happy
1: birthday, JJ Dillon. Happy birthday, Conrad Thompson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that dude who's buddies with, uh, with uh, Crowbar. It's his birthday. Guy with buddy
0: plays with Crowbar. I don't know. He wears
1: like gold on half of his face.
2: Oh, that guy! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. In any case, JJ uh, appears from the side of the entrance ramp. Uh, which, again, we're Club Lovela, so there was no real entrance ramp. It was like a pretty flat surface. I really wish I had known that Danny this was a Club Lovela. I know I fucked up, dude. Fucked up big time. But so he, he just comes around the side of the uh, the, st- the set. Okay. Uh, we can't have you men in an unsanctioned brawl here tonight. I simply won't allow it. Now, now, you two groups have been each ho- at each other's throats for long enough, and I think I've got the solution to everybody's problem. Spring Stampede is just around the corner, and I say that we have one match ready-made. At Spring Stampede on April 19th, I want every member of the Gold Standard on one side of the ring and every member of the Wolf Pack on the other. We're going to have ourselves a 10-man elimination tag team match. Whichever side comes out victorious can allow their tag team to compete for the titles. Does everyone find those terms agreeable? The Wolfpack protests while the gold standard members all look pleased. We head to a commercial before hour two while Shivani and crew excitedly reiterate that we have a match set for spring stampede on April 19th.
0: It's shaping up, Marcus.
1: That's right, Dom. No, I'm not fucking around. Thanks, Nesha. Appreciate Thanks,
0: it. I appreciate the guy in words.
1: All right, man. Hour two is here and we open with mean Jean standing by backstage with Lex Luger.
0: Lex Luger, you were successful last night on Uncensored, and you've proven yourself time and time again over the course of your career. Everyone has always recognized you for having the best physique in professional wrestling history, but you're out to prove that you're more than just brawn, isn't that right?
1: That's right, Gene. I've worked as Sh- always says that he had this habit. He'd like point and his like fist, his finger kept going off to the side. <laughs> You're doing a good job so far. I like the That's early. right, Gene. I've worked hard my whole life to get my body. To, <laughs> You're getting Terry oh, yeah, fun territory. To get the body that I've been blessed with. But I do view myself, but I don't view myself as a Lamborghini. I view myself as a heavy duty pickup truck. I'm here to work hard to be the best. Just then, Scott Steiner runs in from off screen and lights Lou Grew up with a clothesline. He starts putting the boots to him while ranting about having the best body in wrestling and the largest biceps on the face of the planet. The giant runs in and helps Luger scaring Scott off before picking up his friend as we head to, uh, or as we end that segment. Mm. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, standing. the battle of the battle of the physiques, Tom, mm,
0: the battle of the biceps.
1: <laughs> uh, Jericho is out next and he's, uh, taking on the legend himself, Dominic Prince Ikea. Oh, he is a legend. <laughs> Jer- Jericho mugs the crowd all the way to the ring indicating toward the belt around his waist as Tony reminds us that he bested to Guerrero last night at Uncensored to earn that belt. Jericho will make quick work of Ikea here, Dominic, because Ikea sucked. Um, but he's uh, going to get all of his shit in throughout the course of the match. I want to see Lion Salt. I want to see the springboard drop kick. I want to see everything Jericho the, has. The
0: well. flexing pin.
1: Yes, flexing pin. Give me all the Jericho shit. The,
0: the taunting kicks to the head. Uh,
1: but after the match, Dominic, he's going to cut a promo. What a victory, and what a cruiserweight champion you all got to see here tonight on Monday Night Jericho. Uh, all of my Jerichoholics here tonight and at home finally get to see me in my rightful place as champion. But I want to thank to Guerrero for holding this belt for me and keeping it clean. I want you all to know that I will defend this title as I see fit and not just anyone who's going to get a shot at my belt. Being a fighting champion doesn't make you brave; it just makes you a stupid idiot. If somebody wants a shot at this title, they damn well better get my attention. Mm-hmm. Jericho leaves the ring and heads toward the back. Tony and crew disparage him as he walks away, calling him a coward who is uh, going to do everything he can not to defend the title. Jericho sees a Jericho sucks sign. I used to love when he would grab signs and like rip them in half. Yeah,
0: or theory, even if it was a positive sign about him, he'd like act like he's oh, that's that's right. Him.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, great, Dominic! Yeah, uh, he sees a Jericho suck sign in the crowd, and he snatches it away to tear it up. But behind the sign, Dominic, wearing a hoodie, is Elvis. Ultimo Ultimo Dragon, <laughs> and he yeah. sprays Jericho with the red mist. <laughs> is uh, that a shoot? Is that, does that yep. happen? Uh-huh. The, second, the second Jericho pulls the sign down, he gets <laughs> red misted by Ultimo Dragon <laughs> wearing a hoodie. <laughs> uh, uh, quality stuff. The Ultimo jumps over the barricade and beats Jericho through the curtain and we uh we go to another breakdown. I like it. Wow. Thank you. So uh he's there partying at Club La Vila, Ultimo yeah. Dragon wearing a hoodie. <laughs> he's yeah. very, very balmy in Panama City A daiquiri in one hand <laughs> taking a lot of dedication for him to keep that fucking hoodie on.
2: Oh, he's got a daiquiri. <laughs>
1: Uh, when we return, Mean Gene now has Eddie Guerrero on, on the Nitro entrance ramp. Dominic, um, Guerrero is in street gear.
0: All right. Bear with me one second here.
1: Uh, yeah. Jericho got his friend, yet I can't remember his name. I think that was Ralphus, right? That was Ralphus. Oh, Dom, Nate Johnson you know, coming with some Steiner math. Oh, 33 yeah, and to... one third chance of getting caught in the Steiner <laughs> Recliner and 75% chances to happen.
0: That actually sounds kind of accurate. <laughs>
1: All right, so me and Gene. Eddie Guerrero,
0: last night you submitted to Bret Hart's sharpshooter. And as per stipulation that you laid out, you must now take on Hart in a one-on-one matchup. But to start this evening off, Bret Hart was apparently struck by a car in our parking lot before the show. According to what I've been told, he has suffered
1: two broken ribs. My question, Eddie, is doesn't that seem a little suspicious? I don't think I like what you're implying, Gene. Gene. What happened to Bret Hart tonight is nothing short of tragic, and the fact that you would think the worst of me, an upstanding citizen here in WCW, and a man of Hispanic nationality really says a lot about you. I'm saddened to hear about Bret's injury, and even more sad to think that he might not be able to compete against me at Spring Stampede. Eddie can't help himself. He's got a small smirk on his face as he delivers that last line. Eddie Guerrero, I see that smirk on your face. You should be ashamed of yourself, you know. You've got uh, to the cut British me off is, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the British Bulldog is there to attack Guerrero from behind. The Bulldog beats the absolute dog shit out of Eddie before returning to Gene to say his piece. Gene, you know and I know that I really wish I had a good uh a British accent. Gene, you know and I know. <laughs> the, I the, <laughs> Eddie, the Eddie Guerrero and the way you want to.
0: I I don't have this dialogue up, uh, but we could make note for it next time. Oh, Dominic, yeah. Hold on.
1: Hold on, I don't know if I want to hear your bad British accent. Yeah,
0: I don't want to. I don't want to risk it right now.
1: I don't Gene, you know, and I know that Eddie Guerrero and Los Latinos had their hands all over this attack on my brother-in-law. Brett is insisting that he'll still be ready to go against Eddie at Spring Stampede, but I want to even the odds. I've talked to JJ Dillon, and next week, Guerrero, you step into the ring with the British Bulldog, and I'm and when I'm done with you, you'll wish you had only been hit by a car. The crowd pops, and we go to a. Final commercial, Dominic, before the main event. Final one. Uh, when we return, the main event is here. The NW- NWO music hits, and outcome WCW's World Tag Team Champions, Scott Norton and Brian Adams. Waiting for them in the ring are Public Enemy, and they have, of course, set up a fucking table ring,
0: <laughs> just for catering.
1: <laughs> no, because one of them has to go through the table. <laughs> Uh, Norton and Adams are joined by Hollywood Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, and Brian Clark. Steiner continuously looks behind him as he enters. He's still worried about the Giant or Luger coming up behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this match about 10 minutes uh, before the numbers game becomes a little bit too much. A lot of interference while the ref is distracted, and a uh, public enemy just it doesn't stand a chance here. Brian Adams gets rock-a-rock rock with the Tiltle World Slam, and when Grunge tries to make the save, Brian Clark Holds his foot and pulls him off the apron, as the ref makes a three count on Rock. Clark obliterates Grunge with the death penalty through the table. That's like that that uh, rock bottom. But yeah, instead, that. he would just like slam people. It was awesome.
0: That Irohagi.
1: Yes. Uh, Hogan and crew enter the ring, and Bischoff holds the mic for Hulk. Well, brother, you all saw it last night. Your champion is returned. Your king is back in control. Hollywood Hulk Hogan is the world heavyweight champion yet again, dude. We have the world title, the tag team titles, and the U.S. title, and then the NWO just can't keeps getting stronger and stronger, brother. Case in point, Hogan pauses before the NWO theme plays. The crowd has a big reaction as Macho Man Randy Savage returns after being off TV for a couple weeks.
0: Oh,
1: it's been yeah, a while bro. since we saw Savage. Yeah. Um, Savage comes out about halfway down the ramp before holding up his finger like he almost forgot something. He turns and does the double point toward the entryway and out comes none other uh, other than the master and ruler of the world Dom, Sid. Shivani and company groan and tell us that that it's all perfectly (laughs) clear. They're the only ones that groan? (laughs) It's all perfectly clear now, Dominic. Um, Sid Vicious is the newest member of the NWO. The two NWO members join Hogan and the rest in the ring. You see, brother, Hogan says, just like I told you all before, we're done playing games, dude. We are back to basics here in the NWO, and we're getting bigger and bigger in our efforts to try to take control of WCW. But that being said, dude, some members aren't quite pulling their weight. Some members can't get the job done and drop the ball during critical moments. Buff Bagwell, I think you know I'm talking to you, Jack. Oh. Buff looks shocked, and he tries to plead his case to Hulk. Buff, I hear what you're saying, dude. I know. You gave it everything you have, so I'm ready to give you another chance. I'm going to give you a chance right now to get your sorry butt out of this ring and out of the NWO before we beat you worse than Goldberg did last night. Buff pleads with Hogan again, and Hogan it does the old, like, indication, one finger, like, get him. And the other members of the NWO, they all immediately swarm Buff and beat his ass uh All sorry right. Nesha I know you and buff were tight um <laughs> but, but uh, come on you know buff though i uh, we we've got bigger and better for buff come on he uh, he has no place in this version of the n w o
0: they, they beat buff stuff
1: uh, Macho man delivers the final blow with an elbow drop before getting up and hurling buff Bagwell out of the ring himself macho man yells at buff doing his classic like pointing outside yes. the ring at somebody who's down and out Um, while Buff is down on the floor. When uh, Savage turns back, however, he's met with a big boot from Sid. Whoa, Savage. The announcers react with complete shock as all the NWO members step back and let Sid do his thing to Savage. Sid picks Savage up for a powerbomb and drives him into the mat. Hogan grabs the mic from Bischoff and stands over Savage, shouting, You let me down worst of all, Savage. You proved once and for all that you don't have it anymore. The NWO is becoming the largest group in pro wrestling and there's no room left for weakness, brother. We go off the air with Savage completely laid out unconscious as the NWO members celebrate.
0: My goodness. Marcus, holy fucking shit. So you need to tell me that Buff is out of the NWO and Randy, macho man, former St. Louis Cardinal, uh, Cincinnati Red. Savage is out of the NWO as well. Yes,
1: that's correct, Dominic. He's out.
0: So, you know, he did a very unlikable thing, though, by tossing Buff out. So how are we supposed to sympathize with Savage?
1: How do you recover, Dominic? How probably, do you recover, Dominic? probably the same way everybody recovers. You come to the aid of a baby face eventually.
0: Mm, okay. Well, you know, don't, don't destroy <laughs> the uh, mirage in front of my face here. I need to, I need to keep the <laughs> suspension of disbelief.
1: <laughs> uh Nate is uh, Nate agrees with this Dom. Savage was way better not involved with the Black. Yes,
0: League. I agree. I agree. Marcus, we will I will say though, when we first started watching wrestling or WCW, like I, I got hooked because Scott Hall was there and I was like, hey, that's Razor Ramon. And then but instead of like us seeing him tagging with Nash, he was tagging with Savage. Here's so. the
1: thing is, is what was cool about the NWO and what what drew us and so many other fans in was that it's like it was derivative of wwf but in a really cool way where it's mm-hmm. it, it seemed like they were grabbing all these former wwf guys and saying like you know what let's all join together and take this company down so like that's what was cool like i was psyched when brian adams came out i was like oh that's that's the guy that used to be crush you know like Did you i
0: recognize was, him as crush though
1: i i knew it was him after like i think i asked you and you told me Did I you, were, you were also the one who told me about uh uh, about the disciple being brutus barber beefcake so i was even excited about the disciple i was like oh cool like another former wwf guy they're like joining the group they're all trying to take apart wcw so yeah it was cool and so seeing this this guy who's so associated with wwf and randy savage join them it was like yeah that's, that makes sense
0: hmm. yeah it did make sense i do like him i'm very curious what you're going to do with him now because uh savage is awesome
1: so <laughs> What to do with Randy Savage Dom. Yeah, dig it. dig it. Uh all right, but that's gonna be it. And uh we're gonna be back in uh two weeks. Two for... weeks, yeah.
0: It's gonna be a bi-weekly thing now, guys.
1: Yep, you yep, bi-weekly, in case you guys didn't know. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks and uh we'll see where this thing is going. And uh, believe me, man, I've got I've got some really, really fun plans coming up. Uh once we hit summer dom, this thing is gonna be hitting this is it's it's gonna be loping like a like an antelope. Oh, oh! Galloping like an antelope. That's right, Dom. My Ooh, Natcha, how about that? Slim Jim on a pole match. Slim Jim would be fucking thrilled with that. Would Would they not?
0: <laughs> they would be. What do you get though? You just get the Slim Jim, or how the you can't you gotta, use it? As you gotta weapon. get.
1: You gotta get the Slim Jim. Slim Jim, okay. You gotta open it and snap into it, Dom. And that's, how <laughs>
0: that's how you win the match. okay?
1: That would be can, fucking that can, would be hilarious for uh for Halloween Havoc, which is always sponsored by Slim Jim. You yeah. know, uh, Eric Bischoff says that um, when he signed Randy Savage, he also signed Slim Jim at the same time because Slim Jim wanted to go yeah. where Savage went. And so Slim Jim completely paid Randy's uh, salary of 750 grand a year. Bischoff didn't pay him a cent.
0: Wow. How about that? Just so you dress. That's crazy. That's yep. awesome. though. Good so so bitch
1: off <laughs> was like, it, it paid, he paid for himself. He was like, it was stupid not to bring him in.
0: Yeah. Right. Jeez. And you know, I almost think that Slim Jim should bring Randy back. Gets to get like a voiceover. He's like such a classic guy. Get somebody to like, I think Dan Soder, the comedian Dan Soder can do a very good impression of Randy Savage. They should just have him do a voiceover as Randy as a cartoon. Randy Savage.
1: I, I don't know. There's, there's got to be some other ride iconic ride. people, like modern day people, with like well, iconic they, look and feel.
0: They wanted CM Punk to do Slim Jim uh, originally, and I think WWE was not like gave up, made a stink about it, and them not, let, not letting them do
1: it. So, <laughs> I think people really want this Slim Jim on a pole match. Dominic is saying, "I'll uh, make it to win the contract to be in their commercials." <laughs> 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 I'll t- Dominic. Dominic, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's put up a poll. Should we have a Slim Jim on a pole match eventually in WCW Uncensored? I'm not saying when, but should we?
0: Okay, I'll put up a poll. <laughs> I will put up a poll about
1: a, a simple game. yes or no. Slim but Jim on a pole. That's some
0: Russo bullshit, though. Like the pole.
1: <laughs> it is dumb. I was just thinking uh, Mark Madden is going to trash us if he sees that.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're we're not concerned with what Mark thinks.
1: No, it's hard to take his opinion seriously about our podcast when his podcast lasted about oh, 30 boy. minutes. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: So, all right, we'll do a poll. Slim June on... We'll do a poll about Slim June on a poll. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Nate's saying Savage versus Buff Bagwell. Winner gets the contract. Winner take all, Dom. Oh, would Buff be a good... Slim Jim mascot, though. So I'll tell you what, Savage is going over one hundred percent. You
0: need somebody that's like, okay, I could maybe see this person in the. commercial.
1: Slim, Slim Jim wouldn't they? I, so apparently Vince tried to keep the Slim Jim contract uh, at when Savage left, and Slim Jim was like, "Nope." We, where's
0: Randy? We, yeah. want Randy. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: need we need that crazy guy with the insane voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, give us that guy. We don't even know what his name is, but give us We want to hand that dude in. There. He's <laughs>
1: that fucking maniac. Yeah, fucking maniac.
0: Who's the fucking maniac with the tassels? We want him, okay? Not the one with the face paint, the other one. <laughs>
1: All right, that's going to do it, guys. uh Yeah, the, again, yeah, please follow me on Twitter at Marcus P. Follow my slapdick brother over there, Dominic at Dominic D'Angelo. The technical oh.
0: master today.
1: That was that was a rough scene, Dom. Uh, you can follow this podcast, WCW Rewritten, at WCW Rewritten. Last night, we did a live episode of our other podcast, Two Dynamite Dudes with Attitude. You can follow that, at two, the number two, Dynamite Dudes. Um, and finally, Dominic, they can follow WrestleZone, at WrestleZone.com on Twitter. Uh, guys, feel free to write in, ask questions, make comments. Um, we want to hear from you. We're interested in hearing what you have to say.
0: Share, share the WCW Rewritten account on Twitter. Get get the word out about that. Hey, Marcus, that has almost passed you in followers. Have you noticed that?
1: No, rewritten.
0: WCW rewritten has almost passed so, you. In
1: so followers. my own creation has almost passed me in followers. That's right, You're right. That's, that's that's a humbling thing to hear.
0: Uh, yet, very. Uh, Oh, it should be a feather in your cap, nonetheless.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. You know, I'm glad that people are into something that I, I mean, this is something that I've been thinking about for years now, where it's like, I told you, I sometimes have trouble sleeping, I have a really active mind, and so I would just, like, lay in bed and say, like, ah, they should have, WCW should have done this. Or, like, why didn't they do this? It's silly not to bring that guy in. And so I, I just kept thinking of stuff like that, and it would help me go to sleep at night. And so, but, you know, if you flash forward after a year and a half or two years of me doing that, and I've got... like all of 1998 booked uh i've got some stuff for 1999 booked already um so it's it's just crazy man
0: yeah wild stuff it's been fun so far yeah um
1: dominic nate nate feels i should apply for the writing job at wwe your thoughts
0: marcus do you want to lose your soul in every fiber of your being of who you are as a human
1: that depends on how much money they're offering
0: Mm. well uh i cannot tell you that but if you are intrigued and li- uh, about living in Stamford, Connecticut and getting lambasted or getting your creative ideas just thrown down the toilet or maybe, Marcus, if you get ridiculous enough, maybe you'll fancy Vince's, uh, tickle Vince's fancy and you can be his right hand man.
1: I don't I don't know if I want a, uh, a bunch of like 20 year olds who've never watched pro wrestling telling me why my idea is stupid. So I, I think I might hold off. Marcus, but the key is is if you bully people then you get in good graces more. There you go. I'll come in there with Scott Steiner attitude, Dominic.
0: <laughs> you went like full with the chain mail. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Interesting. <laughs> when someone
1: says something to <laughs>
2: Steiner, right?
1: I used to love when Steiner would do that. There's a great video of him just doing that. Doing
2: That's the whole thing. Yeah,
1: somebody <laughs> did a super cut of a bunch of matches of him uh, just doing that throughout. <laughs> like, he'd like slam somebody and be like, yeah. <laughs> that was great. He All right. She uh, says you become a drunk. Yeah, I, I can see that being a thing if I got that job. I think my wife would hate me. We'd have to spend like a million dollars on a house up in Stanford, and it would be like probably smaller than the one I live in now.
0: And the winners would really suck. And. Connecticut sucks to drive through, too. I've drove through it once. It's not fun.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've been there before, and it's it's not my favorite state. I'm not saying I dislike Connecticut. It's beautiful, but uh, I don't think I'd want to live there.
0: Yeah, I think i yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks' time. But, Marcus, guess what? We're out of time.
1: Yeah, that's right, Dominic. The tape machines are rolling. Thank you guys for joining us right here on WCW. Rewritten. See you next time.